0: to My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. This is episode 127, which is entitled Information. Um, Before I get into today's topics, I got to read you guys off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being May the 21st, it is Strawberries and Cream Day. Also May 22nd, tomorrow will be Vanilla Pudding Day. May 23rd, Taffy Day. May 24th, Escargot Day. May 25th, Wine Day. So please drink responsibly. May 26th cherry dessert day as well as blueberry cheesecake day and to finish us off may 27th grape popsicle day as well as italian beef day now remember we're still in the month of may it is mental health awareness month please go see a psychiatrist or a therapist if you need to speak to them if you don't uh feel comfortable with speaking to a therapist please speak to someone that you are uh capable of speaking to a family member a loved one or even a close associate of yours and if you don't have any of those my email is in the description episode description and you can email me again this conversation between me and you if you decide to email me will always stay between me and you will never be spread out to no one else if you just want to unload yourself i am here for you guys the people now with that out of the way um I have to start off with some condolences. I want to give some condolences to the family of superstar Billy Graham and also to the family of Jim Brown. I'll start with Billy Graham because he died uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, it was informed by everybody from All Elite Wrestling that superstar Billy Graham, he passed away. He uh, passed away because of multiple organ failure. Uh, The writer of who was collaborating with Billy Graham on his autobiography, Keith Elliott, would inform everyone. And that's a shame. Billy Graham was a big, uh, pivotal point for the wrestling industry, at least the blueprint for it, because he was the guy who Hulk Hogan ripped off, uh, Jesse DeBody Ventura ripped off. He was real flamboyant. He had uh, feather boas. He had uh, colorful, like, pants. He had tie-dye gear. I mean, he was really just out there, and he just talked with a lot of charisma, which a lot of professional wrestlers do now, so he was basically the blueprint for it. So, again, I want to wish uh, the family of Superstar Billy Graham my condolences for their loss. Now, moving to Jim Brown. Jim Brown, he passed away Thursday, but we did not know about this until Friday because a spokeswoman for Jim Brown's family would said he passed away peacefully in his Los Angeles home on Thursday night with his wife, Monica, by his side. To the world, he was an activist, actor, and football player. Monica Brown wrote in an Instagram post to our family. He was a loving husband, father, and grandfather. Our hearts are broken the Associated Press would write that Jim Brown was one of pro football's first superstars. So Brown was a wrecking ball while leading the league and rushing for eight of nine seasons with the Cleveland Browns. He never missed a game, played in 118 games straight before his sudden uh, retirement in 1965 after being named the most valuable player. Brown led. The Browns, to their last championship in 1964 before quitting football in his prime at the age of 30 to make movies. He appeared in more than 30 films, including Any Given Sunday and The Dirty Dozen. Brown was also a champion for black Americans and used his platform invoice to fight for equality. You have superstars like LeBron James say, I hope every black athlete take time to educate themselves about this incredible man and what he did to change all of our lives, we stand on your shoulders, Jim Brown. And if you lived in Northeast Ohio and were black, Jim Brown was a god. What he was referring to is in 1967, Jim Brown organized the Cleveland Summit, a meeting of the nation's top black athletes, including Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to support boxer Muhammad Ali's fight against serving in Vietnam. Now, the gist with saying all that is that Jim Brown was a man of the people. He was a man of the black athlete who's a man of this the black culture. So he wanted to have uh black athletes and black people just to be uh looked at with respect. So Jim Brown family, I do give you guys my condolences, superstar Billy Grounds family. I wish you guys my condolences as well. I just want to get those two uh aforementioned people that I remember right now that passed away this week, their credit and their just due for what they have contributed to each of their respective realms. Now, with that out of the way, let's go off to our international news. I only got one thing to talk about international and it's come from Metro is uh, a right-wing politician resigns after being arrested for running cocaine ring. A right-wing politician has resigned after she was arrested on suspicion of drug trafficking in Spain. Ana Gonzalez Martinez, her husband, and two others were detained by the National Police Corps as part of a sting operation launched last week. Officers seized cocaine and marijuana as well as cash and cars as part of searches conducted in Madrid In Tolodium, a city in the province of the same name. Bladed weapons and firearms, including two rifles and a pistol, were found in the searches that included Gonzalez's residence in Yale's Toledo. At least 5,000 cannabis plants had been grown, police said, as part of a now-taken-apart growing operation. Officers have accused the couples of tampering with their electricity meter to give fake readings. Now, going further along in the article, they would say that the couple they are being investigated as well as for money laundering and electricity fraud. The two other people that were arrested with the couple have since been released on bail. They would report that Gonzalez's home was heavily fortified and even had guard dogs, video surveillance systems, and transmitters to book the police. The force claimed they are also saying that her husband is believed to be the mastermind behind the drug ring, including adultering, storing, and distributing the drugs. They do not know what her role is. They would try to speculate that her role was to carry out surveillance and keep an eye on the business as they pumped their profits through. So we have a congressperson or at least someone in the government of Spain over here uh, doing dirty business. Woo! No disrespect to people in Spain, but I can kind of see this stuff happening even over here in America. They do that stuff over here. And you just don't know who the person is until someone gets arrested for it. And you're like, oh, my God, this person got arrested for drugs or, oh, my God, they were running a operation. Yeah, you're in the highest position when you think about government. A politician is one of those high spots to be in. And you could kind of get away with doing certain things that the normal average citizen cannot do. You guys that are in the government position, you guys can kind of mess around with your taxes you might say, well, we pay our taxes. Yeah, but how much taxes do you guys really pay? Let's be honest. People don't really dig into that much until, again, someone gets popped and busted. And then, well, we get to know how much they've been paying the taxes for year to year. But that's just me going on a tangent here. So in Spain, you guys have a politician that got uh, arrested for allegedly running a cocaine ring. Because again, there's all alleged. You got to wait until the whole. Process of court and all that, at least I know over here in America. I don't want to try to have someone in Spain try to hear this, sue me, not trying to do that at all. So, allegedly, more information about this will come out, and if it does, I'll bring it to you guys here. But that's just my only thing that I've seen in international news here for this week. Now I want to move over to America news. And to start us off, I want to start off with NBC News as the title we read Utah Mom Accused of Poisoning Husband with Fentanyl in Cocktail took out $2 million in life insurance policies on him. A woman who allegedly spiked her husband's drink with fentanyl and then wrote a children's book about grief after he died is now accused of secretly taking out almost $2 million in life insurance policies on him. The allegations against Corey Richens were raised in an amended court document filed Thursday that led to the postponement of a detention hearing originally scheduled for Friday. Richens 33 is charged with aggravated murder and three counts of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute following the death of her husband, Eric Richards, last March 4th. He was found unresponsive in the bathroom of their home in Caymans, about 40 miles southeast of Salt Lake City, after she made him a Moscow mule to celebrate a business deal. An autopsy and toxicology report found that he died for fentanyl overdose, well, overdose according to a probable cause statement prosecutors would say that Richins slipped in five times the lethal dose of the fentanyl into the cocktail and a year later after his death she would publish a book about grief titled are you with me to create peace and comfort for children who have lost a loved one well that's according to a description on Amazon she would dedicate the book to my amazing husband and a wonderful father and they would say that the book has since been removed from Amazon and they do give some backstory to why they're saying that this whole Uh, killing happened or what's the motive at least in the court mind is because they would say that they allege that in September 2020 the husband found out that his wife had obtained and spent $250,000 of home equity line of credit on their home in the Caymans and had withdrawn at least $100,000 from their bank accounts and spent more than $30,000 on his credit cards. Richards is also accused of appropriating distributions made from her husband's businesses for the purpose of making federal and state quarterly tax payments and not paying the taxes the documents alleged the stolen tax payments total at least one hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred forty-six. they will say that the husband confronted his wife about the money and she had agreed to pay him back according to the document the following month unbeknownst to her the husband consulted a divorce lawyer and an estate planning lawyer and he changed his will and formed a legal living trust, placing his estate under the control of his sister, and designated the trust of his um, life insurance to her. And it would further follow and it alleged that in 2015 and 2017, Richens, the wife, bought at least four different life insurances on her husband, totaling almost $2 million, and the husband was unaware of that, that she had purchased the policies. So, I just think that she probably got... Tired of them and probably dosed them out. And you know what? You never know what's going on in somebody's life. You never know what's going on in a marriage. They can always put up the perfect front. Like we're the perfect couple and all that type of stuff. But the only people that will ever truly know is either the people inside the marriage. That's one. And two, the people that actually sees the dirty underbelly of what's going on in the marriage. They'll hear about it and then they visually will see what's going on. Those are the only people that know. We as the people outside is hearing from this uh Document or just hearing from people on the news talking about it, we never ever know the whole true story. And I don't ever want to know the whole full story. If anything, to be honest with you, I just want people that are not happy in a marriage to you know, just step away and step out of the marriage. Just get out. Do not poison or kill your person unless, and I really, really want to put a flag here, and I really want to say this cautiously: if your person is not allowing you to get out of your relationship, and you have exercise all of your brain muscles to figure out a way to get out sometimes you just might have to do certain things to get yourself out of there whether it be legal i'm not so certain sometimes you might do some illegal things to get yourself out of your marriage i'm not saying that the husband was beating up on his wife here i'm not saying that at all i don't know their marriage nobody will ever truly know i'm just saying that sometimes you might have to do what you got to do but for this situation right here it just seems that these two we're doing things and it all came about with money. So money is one of the root of all evils in a marriage. Is because if you don't have the money, somebody in that well relationship is going to feel the type of way. Whether it was a man feeling a type of way about a woman not having the money. Or a woman feeling a way about a man not having the money. That's just what it is in a marriage or in a relationship. But it always comes down to the marriage. Marriage is a heavy title. And you put everything all as one. You're joining as one. So everything becomes a debt of one person. That both of y'all now have to split and take care of. So now you being the person that's in a marriage with someone that's creating a debt, you try to figure out a way, okay, how do I get away from that person and try to make sure that doesn't affect me. And it just feels that this was the situation with these two right here. Because going into the court documents more, they would put in there that days after the husband's death, the wife allegedly had a locksmith. Drill into his safe, which contained about one hundred twenty-five thousand to one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars worth of cash, and when the sister suggested that the wife should not touch the money, the wife allegedly became enraged and punched the woman in the face and neck. So this just tells you it's all about money, it's all about greed. Somebody's always going to be greedy. I don't like that type of stuff. Again, if you don't want to be with that person and you just trying to ride them out for money, listen. You can't be doing that. People are smarter than that now. You can't get away with that because guess what? If you end up trying to kill someone because of money, guess what? Everything's going to come back to you one way or another. Just be aware of that. Be careful of that. So please, for the love of God, if you're trying just to marry someone because of money and you know they have a lot of money, don't do that. Don't do it because guess what? One time out of nine, and you just try to kill them for it. It's always going to turn back on you. And it just seems this is the way of the world right here for uh, Corey Richards right here. But with that more information will come about and when it does i'll be back here to uh bring it to you guys now off to the next topic where i'm going to be playing you guys a small snippet of the abc interview that eric hutchins had with eva pilgrim this is the man that lost his wife to a drunk driver down here in south carolina and i just want you to hear the pain in his voice in the way that he talks about his wife i'm still trying to wrap my head around it um That night going from an all-time high to an all-time low. It's pretty rough to try to comprehend. The night of the wedding, what are your favorite parts of it? Having family. We had family, friends from all over the country, everywhere there. And everyone was just so happy. She was so happy. One of the best nights of your life. It was. It was. Do you remember... The crash happening at all? I don't. I wish I did. The I do remember the last thing I remember her saying was she wanted the night to never end. That was the last thing she said to you. (laughs) Last thing she said. Now to start this off, the reason why you couldn't hear Eric Hutchins so much was because um, the. Accident left him with broken bones in his face. So he had to have multiple surgeries and he had two broken legs. So as I said, multiple surgeries, uh different injuries. But more than likely, he probably broke some bones in his jaw. That's the reason why you couldn't hear him talk But so much. I tried to amplify it enough so that you could hear him. But if you want to see the interview that he had with Eva Pilgrim, is on their uh, ABC YouTube channel that you can go and watch that whole thing. And let me just tell you, he is... He tries to hold up as much as he can, but he's breaking down. You can see him break down multiple times during the interview. And there was points in the interview where you would just have those open gaps of air. Just no talking, no nothing. And again, he's trying to collect himself. The interviewer, Eva Pilgrim, allows him to collect himself and try to um, just fix himself together so he can continue on with the interview. And I do want to thank Eric Hutchins for powering through. And I want to thank ABC News for giving him the opportunity to speak um, about the tragic loss that he has for losing his wife here because of a drunk driver. The drunk driver's name is Jamie Lee Kromanowski. She's 25. She drove her car into the newlyweds uh, golf cart. It had the husband, Eric Hutchins on it, his wife, and the brother-in-law and the nephew on that of golf cart both the brother-in-law and the nephew they were injured during the crash now Kromanowski was arrested she was charged with DUI and reckless homicide they would say that she was driving a 65 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone and at her blood alcohol level was more than three times the legal limit and now you have the husband and the nephew and the brother-in-law hitting Kromanovsky, and a plethora of other bars with a wrongful death suit. It would state in the lawsuit that um, Kromanowski visited El Golo's Bar and Grill in Charleston before making her way to Folly Beach, where she began bar hopping on Center Street with stops at several bars and restaurants. Now, in the lawsuit, it would state that despite being noticeably and visibly intoxicated at each of these establishments, Jamie Kromonoski continued to be served, provided, and or to consume additional alcohol at each of them. A representative attorney representing Kromanowski in the criminal case said he and his client asked that there be no rush to judgment. We cannot fathom what the families are going through and offer our deepest sympathies. The statement said our court system is founded upon principles of justice and mercy, and that is where all the facts will come to light. Okay, we have that here, but dog, if her blood alcohol level was three times the legal uh, limit, She's going to jail. She's going to be spending some time, dog. There is no way on God's green she's not. You are an idiot. This is one of those cases, again, where it sh- literally should be posted up on a commercial, do not drink and drive, because this is what could happen to someone else. Chromanowski drinking, she's not dead. I just want to make that perfectly clear. The person that was drinking and that caused the accident, she is alive and doing time in jail, while the victims... The opposite end of the spectrum, you have someone die on their wedding night. They literally just got done being wedded and seeing their I do's and all that stuff. And they're just out on a joyride on a golf cart. And they ended up getting hit. And now the wife is dead. The husband's here. He's trying to put himself back together because he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with his wife, try to build a family with her. And again, we all know certain things might have changed the courses from time to time during a marriage. But. They were still in that happily wedded bliss of a wedding day and a wedding night and all that good stuff. And she happens to die because of you, an idiot, drinking and driving. That's why I feel that if you drink and drive and you happen to crash and cause an accident, I think you should be getting a real severe type of punishment. I don't care what it is. You know you can't be drinking and driving. You know that. You know that you should be able to call somebody up and say, hey, yo, I'm about to go out here drinking. I need you to be my designated driver something. There's somebody, at least somebody's friend will or family will or hell, even associated will to say, yo, I need you to be my designated driver. I'm about to go out drinking. I need you to be out here for me for that. And if you have no one that's out here being a designated driver for you, guess what? You get a bottle or you get some alcohol. You go to your home and you drink there. Do not drink at a bar. I understand you might want to be surrounded by the feels or the vibes of people and that might give you into a more spirited uh environment to want to drink and just try to be more friendly because certain people might be more friendly whenever they become drunk or they start uh hanging around people that are drinking that type of environment i don't know what kromanovsky's situation is as I said before, and as a lawyer is saying, that's where the information will come out in the court, so more information will come out there. But I feel sorry for Eric Hutchinson here. You have a man that was married, and that he literally just lost his wife just like that because of a drunk driving incident, and it's not the best it's not this is gaining national coverage, and I just feel sorry for the man I do and if you do happen to see the interview, I mean what I'm telling you. He is really trying to hold himself up and dude, this is just bad on all fronts. I really do wish him the best of luck, man, because you losing your partner that you just said your vows to like that, it's not it's not the best way. And I hope that he does talk to a therapist. I hope that he talks to someone that's actually going to help him uh get through this. It's gonna take some time for him to get through it, but I hope that he does actually speak to someone about this a professional not just a local homeboy but like an actual professional a grief counselor or even go to some type of uh grief counseling with multiple different people that probably have lost their loved ones because of a drunk driving accident and they could show him the ways of how he could possibly power through this everybody has their own different methods of doing it but maybe one of those methods will actually help him continue on at least trying to numb down the pain that he is feeling right now but again my condolences to Eric Hutchins and the family that lost Samantha Hutchins because of this uh, situation here. Now, moving on to the next thing I want to talk to you guys about. Next topic comes from, again, NBC News here. And it's talking about the NYC hospital employee that you've probably seen on a viral video. And in the viral video, you see a black dude like trying to get a city bike. And you see a nurse walk up to him and say, no, 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 that's my bike. I already paid for it. I'm renting this bike out. I'm using it. But you start seeing in the video, he's not giving it up to her. He's saying, nope, nope, nope. Now, apparently going on, you start hearing about it and it start being posted that the uh, hospital employee that's in the video trying to use the bike here, take the bike from the black man. She has been suspended from her job. So what made her go get a lawyer. The New York City hospital employee who was placed on leave this week after a viral video showed her appearing to take a rental bike from a group of young black men had paid for the bike, according to her attorney, who said he has the receipts to prove it. Attorney Justin Mario told NBC New York that Sarah Comrie, who he said is six months pregnant, had just finished a 12 hour shift at Bellevue Hospital on Saturday and rented a city bike. He said that's when a group of men approached her. Who is white? Well, obviously, if you saw the video, the woman's white. The video was initially posted on Twitter on May 13th and has been viewed more than 40 million times. It appears to show a white woman in New York City Health and Hospitals scrubs arguing with a young man over a city bike. He says that he had already rented. The man has his hand on the bike while the woman screams, please help me. It's unclear what happened before the minute and a half video began. But the man doesn't appear to touch Comrie in the posted clip. Nor does he appear to be verbally threatening her. At one point, Comrie takes off her work identification badge and appears to try and push the man off the bike with her body. The man says in the video that the bike is his and is on my account. When another person in the scrub approaches, the woman begins to cry. So again, we start seeing people criticize her on social media about uh, placing white woman tears on a young black man, and they could basically do wrong and. Uh, you would get civil rights lawyer Ben Crump tweeting that she grossly tried to weaponize her tears to paint this man as a threat, as one would think when we see this type of action going down. But her attorney would say that every part of the story is incorrect, starting with my client is not racist. He said Too, my client did not take anyone's bike as NBC New York reported that it viewed receipts connected to the incident. And they showed a rental bike five, six, zero three, nine, one, five. The rental lasted just one minute, according to the news station. The bike, seen in the video, posted on Twitter shots that the bike has that exact code. Mario said it's not possible for more than one person to reserve the same bike at the same time. City Bike did not immediately respond to NBC's news request for a comment on Friday. The lawyer also had a receipt for a second bike that his client rented shortly after the incident so she could ride home, according to the news station. Now, having said all that, I don't care about none of that, to be truly honest with you. I don't like when someone is going to cry and try to fake cry when people start coming around you. When you have a black person, a white person situation, you too should be able to handle this thing out and get it right and get it done. Now, with that being said, if you have a receipt that says, yo, this is my bike or this is my thing. I just paid for that and a person's not getting off of it. Guess what you Take it up with a higher authority. You get someone someone's A.O. Someone's using my bike. That's kind of not right. Or someone's using something that I just paid for. So that's my whole thing. Somebody should have went to a higher authority with it. But when you're in the moment, your emotions and everything get in the way. But I don't like someone trying to use their tears on someone. I don't like that. Now, as I said, go and try to seek out the higher authorities. I don't know how a city bike works. I'm not in New York all that type of stuff. Only thing I know is this. When you see someone fake cry in the video. Or fake cry in public. That's disgusting. Don't fake cry. Don't do that. Just get another bike. One or the two people could have just got another bike. And she ended up getting another bike. She ended up getting another bike. So all this could have truly been uh, prevented. If someone would just got another bike. As soon as this stuff happens. It's a bike. It's not that serious. Life is way too important than just. Oh, my God, somebody got my bike. Talk to him. Ayo, you got my bike. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. It's on the receipt right here. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to try to talk to someone so you can give me back my bike that I rented out. So even when you go off to talk to someone else, guess what? You have a probability of someone uh, riding off with your bike. And if that's the case, guess what? You just say, A O that person took the bike off. So guess what? I need you to switch this and have me get another bike. And that way, I feel that's the easiest way to get things handled, get things done. You bring it up to someone that can actually change it, and they'll handle it. And if they can't, then that's whenever you bring in big lawsuits. So right now, I think the big problem that she has right now is that her job kind of put her off on Lee. Right now, the job got to investigate it. So I think she has an attorney specifically for that. If they don't give her back her job, she might end up suing them. So eh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, all comes to fruition, but I just wanted to keep everybody informed of what that was if you did see the viral uh clip this past week. Now, moving on to Reuters, as the topic would read, woman who called police on Black Watcher faces skeptical court and employment appeal. As we'll go on to read, a U.S. appeals court on Friday appeared unlikely to reinstate a lawsuit by Amy Cooper, the white woman who called police on a Black bird watcher in New York City's Central Park, accusing her former employer of of illegally firing and defaming her. Judges of the 2nd U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan expressed skepticism after Cooper's lawyer said Franklin Templeton's statements following the May 25th, 2020 viral video incident suggest the company had facts unknown to the public to justify terminating Cooper and branding her a racist. Now, this is a three-judge panel. One of the judges would say, I've got to admit, the film is an eye-popper. As he told Cooper's lawyer, He will also say Franklin Templeton might have worried about people seeing Cooper, a former insurance portfolio manager, display bad judgment and a short temper. Why would you want to keep her on payroll, he asked. Another judge suggested the video spoke for itself, asking, what more would you have them do? Cooper's lawyer would say that Franklin Templeton crossed the line. This was not about race until social media and defendants made it about race. Now, Franklin Templeton's lawyer would tell the court it was unreasonable to see the company's statement as anything other than a response to the video and what they're talking about the statement was made out in may 26 2020 if i cooper following an internal review and in that we do not tolerate racism of any kind now they do say that the court did not say when it would rule cooper was appealing the u.s district judge ronnie abrams dismissal of her case last september is going to be dismissed again nobody on any right mind is going to say yo she has a point no 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 you represent the company you represent us when people are able to look into your background know who you work for know the business and they're able to start telling this business hey you have a racist on your hands or you have an employee that did this or that you are affecting that business's bottom dollar so they can fire you off top there's been people right now that they get fired off of things that they post on social media that might not represent what whoever's paying them might represent. So this woman being fired from her job because of what she did, and again, using tears again for something that was not necessary and trying to also claim that this man was going to hurt her and her dog. So that's a crime amongst itself because you're having police officers trying to get at a black man who isn't doing nothing. She should be in jail off top of that, but she's not, whatever. That's a crime. This is completely... Not necessary. This woman should be able to find another job somewhere. She thinks she's going to get some type of pay out of it. Hell no. Amy Cooper here should get no type of pay. This whole court should be laughing this case completely out of the building. But since it's a part of their job, they got to listen to any type of uh, complaint or type of appeals to see. Okay, well, it falls into the guidelines of this. But let's be honest, this woman should not be trying to win back anything when she should be in jail right now for falsifying a uh, serious crime. So we'll just have to wait and see what type of crap happens here. And again, I think this whole court case situation is going to be thrown out of the court again. But we'll just have to wait and see. Now move over to more thievery. I want to talk about CBS. As it was report: woman accused of drugging date in Miami, stealing $600,000 in jewelry. Police in Miami are searching for a woman accused of drugging a man she went out on a date with and stealing more than $600,000 in Rolexes and other jewelry from him. Police released surveillance video of the suspect and urged the public to contact them if they recognize her. According to a news release from Miami Police Department, the man met the woman at a club on May 7th and took her back to his place at around 5.30 a.m. the next morning. Ooh, bad, bad. The man, who was not identified, said he had a drink with the woman in his apartment and fell asleep. When the man woke up at around noon, he said he noticed his safe was open and jewelry inside of it was gone. So was the woman. The alleged victim immediately contacted police. Among the pricey items taken was a Rolex Daytona watch, well, rainbow watch with diamonds, Sky Dweller Rolex, a gold chain, Francisco gold bracelets, Cartier sunglasses, and a rose gold diamond ring. Surveillance video from the apartment building shows the woman arriving with the man in the elevator and then leaving the building When the woman is seen leaving the building, she is seen carrying two solo cups. Police suspects, one of the cups was used to drug the man. Okay, here's my deal. You guys are complete idiots here. You guys can't be taking women to your apartment no more. That, that, that's gone. Those days are long and gone. Whenever you meet someone at the club, you guys either got to make the decision either there to sleep with them that day or you to say, you know what? I want to take you out on a date somewhere or something like that. Do it that way. This guy, he was a mark. Just plain simple. He takes her back to his place at 530 in the morning. My g, the sun is coming up within the next hour and a half. What are you doing? There was nothing you were going to do here. There's no way on God's green. No, no, Now. Yes, if you do happen to see the woman, they have it on the Miami uh, PD. If you follow their Twitter, they do have their number. They have the video of the woman. and I'm going to give you the number right now. It's 305-603-6030. Please make the call. Call and get this woman locked up. Seriously, I don't like that people are able to drug someone and take advantage of one in any predicament. We've seen and heard about men doing that with women, slipping a molly in her drink. That was this famous uh, Rick Ross line that made him lose a sponsorship deal, I believe, with Mountain Dew, because he said that line, and in one of his songs, and he got yipped for that. But that's the thing. There's been times when men be slipping things into women drink, and they take advantage of them sexually, and now women, they've been doing this for a long time now. They've been doing that to men, putting things into their drink, and they've just been robbing them completely blind. So for this to be a thing, and this making news, I don't want people to go through that. But you also got to be aware of your surroundings. You're taking someone home at 530. That's not a good... That's not a... That's not good. That's not good. That's a setup. It seems to me that you probably went to a nightclub where the club or strip club where the club's about to literally be closed out. And you're trying to take her home because you were infatuated with her. Lusty, if you will. And she said, okay. She probably saw what you were wearing. You were probably wearing some high-priced uh, items on you. And she said... Okay, that's a mark. So she's trained in this. That's what this is telling me. This woman is extremely trained and you should know better. So hopefully, men, please be aware there's some trained assassins out there and I don't mean in the killing way. I mean in the way of I'm going to take you for everything that you got and just go about my business after that. There's some highly trained assassins out there in the club scene, nightclub scene, strip club scenes that will literally rob you blind and you will just be happy because she was in your presence at that moment. But then when you wake up, when you see all your stuff gone, you're going to be pissed off. Just want to keep everybody aware of that. But again, if you do see the woman, call the number 305-603-6030. Please go see the video and uh, make the context. If you haven't do see her in Miami or she might be gone away from Miami now because she stole $600,000 worth of jewelry. That's at least enough money for her to buy a plane ticket to go somewhere to at least make sure she doesn't get caught at least lay low for a good couple of months, but who's to tell, and who's to say? So, we'll just have to wait and see if she ever gets caught, but by the time of this recording, right now, she has not been caught. Now, moving over to someone that actually did get caught, as it's come from Insider, as the title will read, a man broke into an OnlyFans creator attic, secretly recorded her naked, and stole her underwear, said that she wanted to be stalked. So we're on some creepy vibes here. A 21-year-old man from New Hampshire who broke into an attic of an OnlyFans creator, hid in her home and secretly recorded her while she slept, was found guilty of several charges following a New Hampshire trial. On Tuesday, a Stanford County New Hampshire jury found Mauricio Damon Guerrero guilty of burglary and violation of privacy charges. The 25-year-old unnamed woman and her mother called police in the early hours of the morning on February the 9th, 2022, after she awoke to see someone standing in her doorway, according to a police affidavit, last year. Guerrero told the jury on Monday that she wanted to be stalked and that he believed they were in a romantic relationship together. It's unclear how long of a sentence Guerrero will receive as one of the felony burglary charges carries a 3.5 to 15-year sentence and the other carries a 3.5 to 7-year sentence According to the Daily Democrat, last year, police said they searched the woman's home and found a man later identified as Guerrero on their roof. When police searched his phone, they found a video of the woman sleeping naked in her bed, which she said was taken without her knowledge. The woman told police she believed Guerrero had been in her attic for some time due to discovery of partly eaten food, AirPods and a cup with urine in it. Police later found a Bluetooth tracking device left behind by Guerrero as well. After being arrested and questioned by police, Guerrero admitted to entering the woman's home without her permission and taking her underwear. He said he had planned to put the tracking device in her car. During the trial, it was revealed that Guerrero had been stalking her for some months after she sent him her address for the purpose of sending gifts. Attorneys said that the two had consensual sexual intercourse once before Guerrero began stalking her. Guerrero eventually traveled 350 miles from Pennsylvania first stalking the woman at her apartment and later at her mother's home when she moved there, according to Daily Democrat. Okay, cool. Nope, not cool. That's nasty. This is disgusting. His attorney would try to claim that the girl was manipulated by the woman and that he was led to believe they were in a legitimate relationship together. Dog, no, 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 not doing it. Dog, you guys can't be crazy out here like that. You cannot be crazy, even though this was happening in 2022. And the jury just found this man guilty this past week. Yo, dog, no. I want to speak to all my people out here that's listening and that you might be infatuated with somebody. Do not go stalk them. Do not try to go find out where they live. Do not do that because that is the one way trip to straight up just going to jail and being labeled as a loony, nutty person. Don't do that. I understand being in the mindset of lugging someone and being lusting after someone i get it i believe everybody on this planet has been at that mindset at one time or another but it takes another person to try to really find where you live and try to be like okay i'm going to stalk you now i'm going to try to hide out and try to see you secretly and all that type of stuff listen no you and her already had intercourse once cool fine whatever call it at what it is and if you did have intercourse with once guess what Just ask, hey, yo, can I take you out on a date? Can I do this type of stuff and try to break that barrier? And if she says no, then guess what? Hey, you're done. It happened. Just relish in that intercourse that you had with her. But for the love of God, do not go stalking someone and try to hide out in their home. That's not a good way for you. You're going to end up being put in the loony bin or going to jail, bud, because sometimes some of these people need to be really looked at because, There's a possibility that the next person that they become infatuated with and they might be lusting after, they might do this exact same thing to them. So I feel that this guy, uh, Mauricio Guerrero, he needs to go under some head evaluations just to make sure he's sane, first and foremost. And two, to make sure where he's at in the mindset of a woman that he actually might enjoy their timing with or look after. That's all I'm trying to see where his head is at personally. That's all I'm just saying with this situation right here. And I want all my people that's doing OnlyFans or doing any adult entertainment business or even if you're just a regular person that happens to be an influencer. Please be careful who you come communicate with online. Please be careful of what you're sending out there. Please never try to send out your real address. Get a fake address, if you will. Do all that type of stuff because you don't know who you're really communicating with. That's one. Two... Having someone send you some gifts and they need to know where your address is, that's a dangerous thing, and I don't ever suggest you ever giving them your actual business address. Go to your local mailbox people and try to see if you can get like a mailbox from them that they just send it to the legit store mailbox that you had to get a key and just grab it and go that way. Just see what you can do for that type of uh, situation because, again, get it how you can get it in this world, but just know there's going to be certain people out there that's going to want to follow you just off the fact that they have had some type of conversation with you. Just know that that's going to uh, come about. And I don't want no one to um, be in any dangerous situation because this could have turned real violent, by the way. This could have turned violent easily because if he was there for that amount of time, for a good amount of time, because my man had earbuds in there, he had a couple urines, some partly food. My man was stalking her for some time. My man was in that house for some time time so this thing could have really gone a different way if he would have let his obsession really went that way he could have basically killed her and even possibly even did the r-word to her but i'm glad he did not i'm glad that did not happen here so again let this be a cautionary tale to people out there right now please be careful of whatever you're doing on the internet because you don't know what type of person is really looking at your stuff and who it might be calling on to in their mind what they want to do to you. So please be careful for the love of God. Now moving over to Hollywood news. The first thing I want to talk about is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's uh near catastrophic car chase. That was something that came out earlier this week. Prince uh, Harry and Meghan Markle and Meghan Markle's mother. They did go to a Woman of Vision Awards in Manhattan uh, where Meghan Markle was being honored. and. After they left the event, there were reports that Harry, Meghan, and uh, Meghan's mother, and even a security guard would be in a car and they would be chased down by a paparazzi uh, relentlessly for two hours. Now, a spokesperson for Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, would go over to people and would recount what happened. They would say in a statement, Last night, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Miss Ragland... Meghan Markle's mother were involved in a near-catastrophic car chase at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi. This relentless pursuit, lasting over two hours, resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two NYPD officers, the spokesperson said in a statement. While being a public figure comes with a level of interest from the public, it should never come at the cost of anyone's safety. Dissemination of these images, given the ways in which they were obtained, encourages a highly intrusive practice that is dangerous to all involved. On Wednesday, the NYPD released a statement to People confirming that authorities assisted Prince Harry and Meghan's security team, saying their travel was made challenging by paparazzi. The NYPD assisted the private security team protecting the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, there were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging the statement said the duke and duchess of sussex arrived at their destination and there were no reported collisions summonses injuries or arrests in regard now here's my thing that went along with that that made the line that made the news or at least some news in america over here and my thing to that is this i get paparazzi is part of their your job to take photos take a uh, video of these people that the entertainment business holds in high regard so you can sell it off to these media publications to, one, further whatever agenda they try to push, and two, to make these celebrities bigger than what they actually are in certain cases. I get it. Here's my thing with that. I think there should be some type of rules and limitations to what paparazzi can do. I think that following behind somebody... In a vehicle, I think that should that just straight up just crosses a lot of lines. I think you can't do that. I think you shouldn't be able to record someone as soon as they're coming off of a plane. You shouldn't be doing that. I don't think you should be able to record someone as they're in an airport. I don't think that's the place and time. I don't think as a person in the media, paparazzi... Or even a photographer, you should be able to do any of these things as they're getting off of a plane, leaving the airport, uh, picking up a car, or they're walking into a car from an airport or a different destination. Only time I think paparazzi should literally be around is whenever they're going to an event, or they're going to a gala, or they're going to any of these celebrations that's needed for people to go there to take photos of them. I think that's the only time paparazzi should be around. You should not be able to bombard someone as they're going into a restaurant, as they're going into a supermarket, or they're going into uh, their home, or even following them to their home. I don't think you should do that as a person. I think that is literally going way beyond your job title as a person in the media. I get it. People want to be in other people's business. That's basically what paparazzi is all for. I get it. However, there needs to be some limitations on what you can and cannot do. I don't think you should be able, as I said earlier, following them into these places. I don't think you should be able to do that because if you do that, it should give the person the right that you're taking photos or recording them. They should be able to slap the taste buds out your mouth or they should be able to smack the freaking object, whatever you're recording them on, or even taking photos of them on, out of your hands because they did not give you permission to do it. And also, you are really breaking personal boundaries. You're really crossing those lines, man. That's nasty. And here in this situation that went down with Megan and Prince Harry, it reminded me of what the Diana situation was for people that are young to this or don't know because there are certain people that do not care about the royals. Princess Diana, she was uh, escaping paparazzi whenever she ended up crashing at night. That's the story, and that's the way I see it, and that's the way that a lot of people see it. Princess Diana was literally escaping paparazzi, and that's what made her uh, vehicle basically get into a crash, and Princess Diana died because of paparazzi. Now, for Megan and uh, Harry and Megan's mother to be in a car being chased by a paparazzi, that made my mind think of that. What happened if they would have died just like Diana would have died? That's disgusting. I think the paparazzi would be held responsible for it. I think the media is going to be held into a light if that kind of stuff or that kind of behavior continues to happen. And as I said before, I get it. The media has their job. They know what they're supposed to do. And as a public figure... You know what's going to happen when you step out. You know that people are going to be taking photos of you, or there's a possibility that someone's going to be taking uh, photos or recording you anywhere you go as a public figure. I just think that in this entertainment landscape that we're in, since everything around us is changing, and I mean everything, whether it's people in school, the things that they're teaching these kids are in school, the new information that they're teaching them, the way that they're teaching things to the kids in school, to the way that people are working in either an office or now they're working at home. I mean, everything in life is literally changing. I think there needs to be some new rules placed for the paparazzi to, one, protect the paparazzi to make sure they don't get sued and also know their limitations and their boundaries to how far you can record or take a photograph of someone. And two, there needs to be some protection in play for the celebrities that they're taking photos of or recording. because. They need to have some level of protection to say, hey, I can walk outside and go to a park and go to a uh, location and know that I'm not going to be recorded. I'm not going to be photographed and I can just do my daily routine and just be okay. Or if I do get recorded or do get photographed, guess what? They're a safe distance away from me and everything will still be fine and copacetic. But again, we'll have to wait and see as everything goes down. I'm glad nothing did happen to uh Harry Megan and Megan's uh mother, so I'm glad for that. But people in the media industry that are paparazzi, please have some decency, please just take photos and record them at a safe distance. Don't get in their public space and do not and I repeat this: do not face down with someone or travel. Uh, down someone's vehicle or track their vehicle down. That's just nasty, rude, and disgusting all in one. Now over to the next Hollywood news, Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen would return to Instagram this week, and he would post up a post. But before I read that post, for people that are not aware, Jimmy Allen, he is a black country music star, and he is embroiled in an allegation from his former manager. His former manager, has accused him of sexual assault in a lawsuit that she filed. And Jimmy Allen would go to Instagram this week and he would put up a post, and I'm going to read it to you right here. I want to publicly apologize to my wife, Alexis, for humiliating her with my affair. I'm embarrassed that my choices have brought shame on her. That's something that she did not deserve at all. I also want to apologize to my children for being a poor example of a man and a father. I'm working on becoming a better person that my kids can be proud of, My goal is to be better than the generation before me. This business takes so much from you. It's full of temptations that can cripple you and ruin everything you built. I'm ashamed that I wasn't strong enough to withstand them. I will no longer be a victim of my weaknesses. I challenge everyone to seek help when they need it. Do not be afraid of your weaknesses. Surround yourself with people that will help you. Be blessed. Now, Jimmy Allen did say last week that he did have an affair with the woman identified Asked Jane Doe in the civil lawsuit and that the relationship was consensual. It is deeply troubling and hurtful that someone I counted as one of my closest friends, colleagues, and confidants will make allegations that have no truth to them whatsoever, he said in a statement to people when the allegations were made public. I acknowledge that we had a sexual relationship, one that lasted for nearly two years. During that time, she never once accused me of any wrongdoing, and she spoke of our relationship and friendship as being something we wanted to continue indefinitely. Only after things ended between us did she hire a lawyer to reach out and ask for money, which leads me to question her motives. The simple fact is, her accusations are not only false, but also extremely damaging. I worked incredibly hard to build my career and I intend to mount a vigorous defense to her claims and take all other legal actions necessary to protect my reputation. Now, since the lawsuit was filed, Jimmy Allen has been suspended by his record label, his booking agency, and his management company. According to Hollywood Reporter, he also lost his spot at next month's CMA Fest. Now, this is extremely uh, heartbreaking and damaging if these accusations are are false and this just is another uh cautionary tale for people in the industry whether you are a man or a female but i gotta put this more on the men um when you are married and you're in the industry you cannot be sleeping around with someone it's always a cautionary tale of the man sleeping around either with a person that he knows whether in his crew or sleeping around with groupies it's Always going to happen in the entertainment industry more times than less. Probably nine times out of ten, there are people cheating when they're on tour and they have a wife at home or they have a girlfriend at home waiting for them. They're cheating or just the wife or girlfriend has given them permission. They've told them, listen, I know you need have needs. I know there's going to be temptation on the road. Just do what you got to do. I don't want to hear or know nothing about it. When you come home, you're mine, you're mine. There's been some situations like that, and I guarantee there's talks about that in Hollywood. I do not know, but me just being a logical person, I'm pretty sure with this era that we're living in, and even in the past eras, women knew, and they probably gave that exact type of um, talk to their dudes in the entertainment industry when they know they're about to uh, leave out and go on the road. My whole point with this is he had an affair with his... Uh, manager for two years a sexual relationship that is my man you can't be doing that you can't you can't do that you gotta have a one and done type situation you can't have a relationship for two years with someone that manager has known your wife that's i got to put this in a perspective for you and this might be one that people can actually understand if you have been watching or even heard about the crap that's been going down in Hollywood because of the whole Vanderpump thing with a guy named Tom Sandoval and his girlfriend of 10 years he cheated on her with uh one of her friends in their supposed affair has been going on for what 7 months or so they've been chronologicalizing this now in Vanderpump rules you can watch that mess now on Peacock not that, but just throw it out there Hollywood has been embroiled in that and this guy Tom Sandoval has been che- treated as a complete dirtbag because as i said 10 years relationship you know what time it is you're going to be treated as a scumbag my man jimmy allen yo dog i don't know how long you've been with your wife i'm not going to do the research on that people could do that themselves but for people to know that you have a wife and you've been cheating on her for nearly two years you're about to get dogged out bad and also you're a black dude in the country music yeah that's not gonna look good for you You're going to have a tarnished reputation. It's going to take you some time to build that back up. If these allegations are false of you not uh, sexually assaulting your former manager, just knowing that you cheated on your wife that is now pregnant with your third kid, the optics in general just doesn't look good for you, Jimmy. It just doesn't. Now, God forbid you did do what this allegation is suggesting that you did. Your career is done. You are finished. You're finito. But... I don't think that's the case. I'm hoping that's not the case, to be truly honest with you. But again, more stuff will be revealed as time is going to come out. But right now, Jimmy Allen, I hope that uh, you and your wife, even though you guys are separated at the moment, I hope you guys could come together, talk to each other about this. I know she's probably pissed off at you. Her family is probably pissed off at you, dog. You got a lot of recouping to do. You got a lot of making up to do. You got a lot of apologies to be uh throwing out there. This one was just public in private. I'm pretty sure you gave your wife a uh apology, even though you're separated, she's still your wife at the moment. Um I'm pretty sure you gave her an apology. It's just gonna be a lot of apologies, a lot of explaining to her, a lot of talking to your lawyer about what you guys are gonna do legally, and more details are going to be coming out. But again, Jimmy Allen, uh good luck to you and what you're facing on the road to uh betterment. Now on to the next topic I want to talk about, Tiger Woods. As it was reported by BBC News, the judge ruled for Tiger Woods in NDA dispute with his ex-girlfriend. A judge in Florida has ruled that Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend must abide by a non-disclosure agreement she was seeking to have nullified. Erica Herman claimed the agreement was not nullified due to a 2022 federal law that limits the enforceability of NDAs in cases of sexual harassment or abuse but the judge ruled that she provided no evidence of any sexual misconduct. Now with the Wednesday's ruling, meaning that the $30 million case will now be heard in private, out-of-court arbitration, out of the public eye. I like that ruling. I'm glad that that got made. I think that this dispute that Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend has with Tiger should never be publicized. I think that matters like this that involves two people that were intimately uh, romanticized with each other. I think that those types of situations should be handled uh, privately, not in the eye of the public because the public can always screw, misconstrue things and uh, get things messed up and try to leverage their opinion onto either the judge uh, mindset and make them rule in one way or the other. Again, with this being handled now privately, Hopefully, those two will come to an understanding, and Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend will at least move away from all this. But time will tell again. More than likely, with stuff like this, when it handles privately, we'll never know what the settlement is whenever they talk about, well, it has been settled in-house, privately, there's been a settlement, an undisclosed amount. You'll never know. There's always going to be rumors about it, and that's what's going to happen here. So, just wanted to let you guys be informed of what's going on with Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend, their whole case going on. Now, having said all that, I think that's all I want to cover today. Now, with me reaching my one-hour mark, pretty soon it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank all the podcast streams that have me on there. I'm not going to list you guys off. You guys know which ones you are. And I also want to thank you guys, the fans, the listeners. Without you guys, there would be no me. And I really do appreciate every single one of you. Um, always remember. I love you. I love you. Now with saying all that please go email me if you need someone to talk to i'm always here my email is in the episode description and also if you did not check out my episodes that i'd be releasing throughout the week they're in the archives right now that you can go listen to i want you guys to have a blessed sunday i want you guys to have a great week please power through it strong attack it strong that's all that i'm asking for you guys to do and just say a prayer or if you're not into the spiritual thing just uh think well wishes for everyone that you come in contact with um this upcoming week so with that you'll hear from me again next sunday this has been my two cents podcast hosted by g2 he is i am am him i love you guys this isn't goodbye this until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and you'll hear from me again next sunday and with that kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired you tired Uh jesus wept.